What's up, everybody, and welcome to Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julissa. I am Skittles. And I am Amy. <laughs> welcome, welcome to what is our first official tissue episode pew, 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 pew. Ladies Who Bronche. So this podcast is going to be all things hood, Latina, real, authentic, woke, unapologetically black, unapologetically Latino, unapologetically pussy. Um, and dick. And, <laughs> and dick. But, but we like dick. But really, this is a show. <laughs> we do like dick. We are up here with our mimosas. We are sipping the bubbly, and we'll be chatting all things good. Today, we have a nice little agenda for you. But first, I would like to hear a little bit more from our guest, Amy Leong. Tell me about yourself, girl. What you doing? Hello, mama. My name is Amy Leon. I'm from Harlem. Um, I am a singer, a poet, uh, an activist, and an educator. And yeah, I do a lot of work here in the city and in London. And yeah, I'm just trying to spread some love, remind people to love themselves. Now, Amy, actually, I've known Amy for years now. Uh, Amy and I met each other when we were young kids at our MCC Youth Theater Company. And then by virtue of knowing me and other mutual friends, Skittles has also come to know Amy very well. Um, and I've seen this girl grow. I've seen this girl walk into a room and not say a peep to walk into a room now. And like she will be the first one to call you out and let you know about yourself. The growth has been incredible. Um, you released a new album. Um, that was last year, technically, yeah, at this point. it's about point. to be a year. It's about to be a full oh year. Um, something melancholy, which is something that I'm always spinning and always listening to. And every time I'm, like, in my feelings and listening to it, I, like, send Amy a text, like, oh, my God, Amy. <laughs> I'm listening to the album right now. Let me tell you something. Better is my track, right? And just if anyone ever thinks they're going to marry me, know, like, in my, when you propose to me, you have to have me somewhere mad secluded, mad beautiful, and I need to walk into, like, a string quartet and Amy in, like, this beautiful gown singing better, like, to, to be the there. proposal. Yeah, so that is how I want to get proposed to, even an incredible album. I can't you wait guys, to be a part of it. Right, incredible <laughs> album. Um, definitely check it out. And Amy, you were work, you've been working um, on a lot of activist projects. Tell me a little bit more about the types of projects that you've worked on in terms of your activism, including today. Um, well, today I went to the March for Racial Justice um, and listened to Agunda Keo and Linda Sarsour and um, Carmen and a lot of beautiful people speak about how we need to come together as separate, uh, quotes, minorities. I always say quotes, minorities, because like we're the majority. I do a lot of work with um, young people, and it, my work, naturally, as a, an artist, is very political, talking about the lives of black women and um, our experiences of mourning and loss and ancestral inheritance. Um, and yeah, so I do a lot of work with Amnesty International and working with diversity initiatives and reinvigorating visibility in children's literature. Um, and I have a few children's books coming out um, yeah. soon. And yeah, and I'm working on my next uh, album and yes. I'm working on a play about black women called Vaseline, which I'm really excited about. Cool. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. All right, so Amy, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your favorite brunch plate is? Mm. Huevos rancheros. Huevos rancheros, mm -hmm. really? So you're like a Mexican fusion. Oh, absolutely. Fuck me up. And so with that, what is most importantly, what is your brunch booze of choice? Um, it's not always looked, you know, I always have whiskey. It's just whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd like a mimosa, but I'd prefer whiskey. So they usually just give me whiskey with ginger beer, oh. with a with a dash of mint, with okay. crushed oh, ice. You call it brunch. You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> Without the crushed ice, you call it dinner. Um, oh. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. <laughs> that is amazing. And like, so one thing I love about how we we all have our backgrounds from when we grow up, and you grew up in Harlem. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in the Bronx, Skittles. I grew up in the, in the Bronx, Bronx, too. Right? So one thing for me that's always been interesting is our etiquette, like when we used to go out with people or family, and like mm. what what was eating out like for you when you were younger, like mm. going out to a, a place? 
So, like, that didn't exist. We was mad poor. Right. <laughs> so going out consisted of um, after church, there would be mad good food in the basement, and we would stay for too long and then make sure we took leftovers and the paper plates. Also, mm. if there was no food in the basement, we would go to McDonald's, and I would get a chicken fajita, and my mommy would get a chicken sandwich. So, you know, going out was, like, scarce. Um, it's interesting because now going out as an adult, I'm like, why? I'd rather make you guys a delicious meal than spend a shit ton of money on food that may or may not taste good. I already texted you today that I had a horrible meal. It was heartbreaking. I was like, I'm going to spend this money. I'm going to get this good food. And this food was not good. Yeah. And I was like, damn, if I was any closer to my house, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I would have made myself a meal and it would have been delicious. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Going out has, is, is, has changed a lot. For sure. And one of my, my last favorite thing is getting together, sitting in that, uh, at that table with family, and then talking bochinche. What is your favorite type of bochinche to chat over a meal? Ooh, um, well, we all got that one friend who's still fucking that one person. <laughs> I just love that because, like, because that's really always just so wonderful because I feel like when you're sitting around the table, regardless if it, we're paying to be there or we're just together at a table like we are now, like, it's always um, an opportunity for community, and I feel like a lot of people are hiding from each other in everyday life. So when you get around a table, it's really exciting to be able to talk about like the gritty shit or like the things that you weren't, you wouldn't necessarily scream about on the train, can be spoken about at the table. So yeah, like sex is fun. Um, I mean, it's just always funny. So for some reason, as if like b growing up didn't happen, like right. <laughs> dick is still funny. Like <laughs> it's still tragic and hilarious. Like oh. can't wait, you know? Um, yeah, I like to stray from politics because politics exists oh. everywhere away from the table. But it's really nice then when it does come into that space, which I usually like to avoid how special it is, you know, like it's a necessary conversation. I always feel like all necessary conversations happen, regardless of how funny they are, they're necessary. Absolutely. Um, and what the fuck is wrong with being comedic, you know? All right, well, let's, now's the moment in which we give a little shout out and drink to folks and certain topics. Um, I'd like to start by um, drinking to Colin Kaepernick, Hey. Because homeboy's been on his knee for like dead like a year now, like and and now everybody is like gaining that traction again, and everybody's mad again because you know they. Wait, just have so to I okay, random question because I like know about his protests and everything, but does he still have a job as a football player? I believe right now he is looking for employment. Uh, um, he has not been selected for another team to extend his contract. And so everyone's sort of like, hey, give this man a job. And a lot of folks don't want to. A lot of folks do not want to be associated with, um, you know, someone who's protesting in that way, which is interesting because I read an article um, and I believe I had a friend once who, too, who had like a photo where they had a flag draped on them and someone lost their mind talking about how like that's disrespectful to the flag. Um, and it's interesting because technically that is disrespectful and paper plates with, with American flags printed <laughs> on it are wrong and like wearing American apparel. Yeah, like all this stuff, like I'll, you're not supposed to have flags printed. Like technically on, on Flag Day, June 14th, there was like this whole thing written that has all these rules of shit that we do all the time. Do you know how much money Party City makes around 4th of July with those mm -hmm. damn 4th of July napkins? And, and so that is literally by written, you know, rule something that's wrong, but there's nothing written about um, taking a knee. Um, and so it's so interesting to me how folks get angry over that. Amy, how do, how have you, what have your reactions sort of, what have you seen? I mean, I'm just honestly, with all of this stuff, everybody's looking for something to get behind and it's been really difficult actually to watch these very, um, very simple acts of protest be taken out of proportion and dramatized to a level of offense that is not at all the intent and then you see things like uh the person who's leading this country right now saying wildly base offensive like foundational at the foundation offensive mm. disrespectful i don't understand how most of it is legal you know like saying all these wild things and the comparison is just quite hilarious at the moment you know um but i think colin 
is experiencing something because people are trying to send a message that we won't be successful if we take if we choose ourselves that they have they're trying to let us know that they have control of our money they have control of our visibility they have control of our careers even this young brown man making a career in sports like they ex quotes expected him to you know he's like actually i can remove myself from this i can be the per i can have my beliefs and also be incredible and great at what I do that he's not suddenly a shit footballer you know what I mean like mm -hmm. that's wild so I don't know I think it's just funny because then you have um like he's out of work which makes no sense but everybody's protesting that uh, against him being out of work when I'm, I would love to have a conversation with him and hear what he feels about all of this being taken to the point where people are all over the world are taking knees for him because there's so many people out of work um, who don't have anything to fall back on and there's nobody defending them. And then I go to the march today and like the numbers were low, but you go to the women's march and the numbers were like wild and it was like crazy for that. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, when will we all matter to the point where it's not something that's a fad or something that makes people feel included or something that makes people feel like they did something good so now they can rest? This is long term. He hasn't had work long term and he's doing that. There are people who have never been given the chance or opportunity to receive equal education or equal up, like job opportunities and nobody's screaming for them. We need to start taking two knees, one for him so he can get his fucking work and the other knee so that all of the these communities who are losing their homes and lo losing their children to gang raids and all these things, all these 80% of people sitting there waiting for trial. Mm -hmm. Like, I need all of us to start taking the other knee now and start praying because I don't know what we're gonna do. You know, like, yep. sorry, you can't get me talking about these things no. because I'm gonna be here for, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh yeah, give me more, give me more because I can't, like, I have my exhaustion. Orange juice. For sure, and I, I think that there is something to be said, interestingly enough, about how it, it's about race, but it's also so interesting. Sports bases are so culty in a way that the sports bases are protecting themselves. Like They do not want to be associated with politics. However, the way in which they function is super political. Yeah, right? I, I can't so be officiated with yeah. the politics, but God bless right. America. But, but let me get mad if, if a player is taking a knee but let me, you know, want to dissociate myself with certain things. And that's, you know, football is such a precious, like the Super Bowl is like one of oh the God, most watched, yeah. if not the most watched televised event that happens every year. People are about that life. Like, and it's so interesting how personal it feels. Like people feel personally offended on their sports base because of someone making a statement that has nothing to do with sports, quote unquote. Though it has everything to do with sports. Um, it has everything to do with, I remember, um, you know, when you had uh, this guy dabbing on the field, jeez, um, I can't remember his name. Um, there was another football player. <laughs> wow, it shows you how much I watched football. I don't um, watch football. Um, you know, go, go Packers. No, that's how I've been like completely nah, I'm a, I'm I watch a, thighs. I don't listen, watch football. I, I, I am a I Patriots. Watch other balls. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan Are only you? because only because I was once watching uh, the Letterman show and someone on there kicked a field goal from one building to another. And at the time, the movie The Patriot was out and I used to love that movie. Let me tell you something about my unwoke ass and how I used to love American history, like hardcore, <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, Patriots, he's on TV kicking field goals. I guess this will be my team. And then it turns out I picked an amazing team, but also an awful team because Tom Brady, Trump supporter, the, the owner is a Trump supporter. Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say that there is something um, about the sports world that defends itself so vigorously that it's interesting to see how people are sort of like shaking and tweaking out because now something that is um, visible and can't be denied is happening in their realm and so their bubble has been burst. Well, it's, um, been, it's been happening though too, like with the... I mean, not to bring it up, but like with Beyonce and the just the imagery that she used with, with her performance yes. at the Super Bowl, what was it, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah. Or something like that with the Black Panthers. Yeah, 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 with the Black Panthers and all that stuff. So like, it's, I feel like people who are doing these things notice that football is such a wide, a large stage 
and they're taking advantage of that. So kudos to them. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I just want to say that Cam Newton is the guy I was talking about <laughs> dabbing at the field. And I I will never forget when I was in a car with my dad and I was listening on the radio. Someone a, a white mother called into the radio show to talk about how offended she was that he was you know so, showing a lack of sportsmanship every time he got a touchdown and dabbing and all that stuff. And really all that was about was just people culturally hating that something that was very black and beautiful was like gaining traction and that I know but aren't they all doing it now so right no but the, and then that was the thing it was like everyone was dabbing so like why are you mad that that's no but that's what I'm saying is oh, we can't do anything that we've we invented like right. I can't be out here with braids but let Katy Perry put a braid in and suddenly she's black oh my God. Right. I can't be out here shaking my ass but if Miley Cyrus does it fuck I'm gonna give her a clothing line I'm gonna give her a lip balm I'm gonna give her a dancer I'm gonna give her all this shit but God forbid I walk around talking about hoeing I'm suddenly a slut. I can't do nothing. Right. But these little white girls can walk around and they can fuck Tom, Dick, and Harry. And all of those motherfuckers could be out here killing other people. Mm-hmm. And ain't none of them going to get caught or cared for. But I'm out here holding, what, a blunt and I'm going to get arrested. Y'all are wild. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Let me be. You know, when I went to college, I got to say it because I was losing my shit. Every time I remember this shit, I'm like, yo, people I know is really getting killed in Harlem for selling weed. Really, though. Like... No, by each good. other, by the police. It was a serious hustle. It was dangerous. It was, yeah, it was dangerous, but it was also everywhere, and it wasn't, like, uncommon. And then you go to college, and you have all these kids who are super, 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 super rich selling weed, selling Coke, selling all these things. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is Coke doing making an appearance in 2000-anything? Right. The fuck? Did y'all learn anything from the war on drugs? They planted no. that shit. <laughs> no. They planted that shit for you. And now y'all just out here selling it for fun? Y'all are wild. And that was high school for me. That That's wild. High school for me, I remember walking into the stage. First time, first of all, first time I ever saw weed face-to-face was not, and I was surrounded by drug dealers growing up. First time I saw weed and they was, good was people. in, and they held the block down. They, no, let me tell uh, you. Let's, let's, let's the drug dealers in my life have always been good. <laughs> you know what they I mean? did get caught up in some fucked up shit. Yeah. But what was they doing providing for everybody and reminding everybody on the block that even if you couldn't leave the block, you were safe on here. Yeah. You know, yeah, and like if you're not theirs. safe, if you're not, if you're not safe, none of us are safe. Absolutely. And that's a level of loyalty I've seen absolutely nowhere else in my life yet. Yeah. And that's highly unfortunate. In any friendship that I've made outside of that, right. there's no there's no loyalty. None. Yeah. And it's like, wow, what did y'all learn? These are ride or die motherfuckers. <laughs> These are really ride literal, or die. No, no or it's like death literal death. Like, I give you my blood. Like, yeah. out here, it's crazy. Absolutely. On a lighter note. <laughs> no, on a lighter note, cheers to Will and Grace making them grand return. Yeah, <laughs> And we're back. I'm a lighter and much gayer now. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, well, cheers to Will and Grace. Cheers. And them having the same chemistry that they had 11 years ago. Their first episode aired this week, and it was as political as political as they can get. They literally went to the White House, and Grace was redecorating the Oval Office. Really? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I was at work. Oh, well, spoiler. So Sorry. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything else, but there's like really funny jokes. They they just trash Trump the entire time, and I feel like that's just an American good feeling that you can have. (laughs) We all hate one person, and it's fun to hate on one person. Yeah. The issue, though, when you realize that you're hating on one person is that we're still more lifting yeah. them. (laughs) Lifting them. Haters are like, they get the best ratings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many people to hate on aside from him that it's 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 difficult when everyone when the conversation's always directed at him and then it's like yeah that's great let's talk let's use our energy for that but now let's use our energy to talk about where areas in our life we can make adjustments to make things better um, but nobody wants to talk about that it's easier just to talk about the person you hate. Other note, um, cheers to and I know me and Juan don't agree to this. I don't know Amy if you ever watched Sex in the City. So <laughs> listen, uh, Kim Cattrall is not with it yeah. to do another movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. I feel like Sex and the City had its time. It really had its time. And, we really got to let a new artist shine. Yeah. Oh, I think it's time to oh. let it go. And, like, we have Issa out here talking about Brooklyn Pussy. Like, 
I'm okay with that. Like, we do not need more <laughs> Sex in the City. Let Sarah Jessica Parker, she has her other show on, I think it's Showtime. Um, she has her other show, or is it HBO? HBO. Divorce. I was gonna say, divorced, right, mm-hmm. HBO. She can HBO. keep shining over right? there. Right, she could keep shining over there. Like, other people <laughs> have other shit going on. I don't need it. Also, like, maybe there are older white women who feel like they'll identify with it really well, but I'm not interested in seeing more shit for older white women. I'm more interested. They have a backlog that they can revisit on Hulu. It was available much longer than any other. They got all the way. They got from young shit all the way to Golden Girls. Those bitches got representation. Let me tell you everywhere. Wait, can I just make an announcement? Family Matters. It's on Hulu. Hulu. The entire series. <laughs> I need to. Ch- I need to drink a whole bottle of. Drink. I've been praying for this day for so long. Yo, I, we ain't lose I anybody. Heard, oh, oh, okay. So talking about praying for this day, Queen Latifah actually came out and said that a reboot of Living Single is in the works. Ooh. I know, and they need to call me because she's clearly my auntie. Right. <laughs> Hello. Do I not look like? Do I not look like Queen? Like. But Juan, what was your disappointment? Because I did see your little disappointment on Facebook. I think I'm just your disappointment. Always, <laughs> I think I was. Just, I'm just always down for another Sex in the City because they've been talking about it for so many years, and I knew that it was like to the point where like there was a script and like they were actually going to film it. Um, but like the second movie was whack. The first movie was good. Like you were hoping for a third, third night wonder, yeah. Third like, one, just like, what it is is that Juan is from the block and he loyal, so he's loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I got loyalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. He, he real loyal, <laughs> so he was loyal to the franchise. I respect that. I mean, that's I, how we all have been with a lot of these artists. Absolutely, mm. <laughs> gotta stay loyal because yeah, oh, we make it to the next one. Absolutely, <laughs> Lin Manuel. Called the shit out of Donald Trump oh my for God, coming yes, for um, the mayor, or excuse me, the yeah, the mayor of Puerto Rico. And first of all, this woman, like, there are photos of this woman like walking through floodwaters up to her waist, like handing things out to citizens, and like, like anyone not in a boat, not in a canoe. Right. She's like in the water. And like, and one could argue, one can argue, yes, that things are photo ops and that people take advantage. But this woman has been on TV crying for like the past week, like every time, like she <laughs> is distraught. I mean, aside from um, aside from the fact that you know, like anyone can say what they want about her, the way in which she handles her politics. Her home was also destroyed. This is a woman from Puerto Rico who is literally, you know, with no control of her own, has watched her entire island fall apart. So to call to, for Trump to talk about like, oh, where's the money we gave you, and like to try to make comments is stupid. So Lin Manuel basically told him that he was going to go to hell. Like literally, literally, literally said that he was gonna go to hell, and so I just want to. That's important to me because I I love Lin Manuel, but I haven't watched Hamilton. I'm not down with that whole Hamilton squad. But it's so I always have such an such a, a fear with Lin Manuel that you know people who are like obsessed with Broadway and stuff sort of take him and make him very cookie cutter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then he the punch that he can pack as a Latino man sort of gets lessened because people think it's like, oh, it's Lynn. And so they reduce into that. And so anytime he gets Ooh. mad or something, it's like cute. And not he's really out here. Um, and, and I was really proud to see that. Um, and it makes me wonder how many more people will come up. I mean, Mark Anthony basically like, you know, told him to shut the fuck up as well. Mm. And, like, I need that real energy coming from these real people up top. I need these celebrities to just keep it real and make harsh statements. Like, fuck your reputation. The people who are behind you want you to say these things for them. You're not going to lose your fans. You're not going to lose your money. It's fucking endorsement. Honestly, Mm. like, right now, we're on the brink of revolutionary times where these things are important. It's not the brink. It never stopped. It's never stopped, right? But we're on the... When I say brink, I just mean that there's a new wave of people who weren't woke before, who have woken up and welcome, welcome to the party. You know what I mean? And I think it's important. Be careful. Take off your bag. Take off your coat. Right. Wash your hands. You're going to be here for a while, for please. For quite some time. This is not no, no time in and for out. These motherfuckers walking in and out. This yeah. is not a fast food restaurant. Absolutely not. This and is then there. Change. Absolutely. And what does it require? All these motherfuckers really can come out here and start talking about how to do a diet, how to join Soul Cycle. <laughs> Consistency is key. Yeah. So if you want to, if you need something to look to, I'm gonna need you to look to the way y'all are obsessed with hip fitness and start understanding that that's exactly as much tenacity, ferocity, and work that we need to change this country. This country needs work. And it's not gonna happen if all y'all just gonna be like, 
Oh my god, I donated $50 and I just feel so good. I can't wait to go and spend $300 this week on buying myself things. Like, yeah. you know, like, and mm-hmm. it's also not about money, but it's also about like reminding people, oh, you know, we need to tap in and out. We need to be able to say, I can't make it today. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to rest so that you can come back. And you need to be able to trust your community so that when you come back, the work hasn't been stalled. The work has kept going, and you come back to something new. Every day is an opportunity to make this new, and it's like, yeah. Anyway, it's just like everybody who just woke up, yeah. keep your eyes open because I'm tired of y'all falling asleep on me. Word. It's it's exhausting. It's more exhausting now that there's more people to keep up with because I have to answer your questions, questions I answered when I was seven, and I have to keep answering them again and again. And so it's like the explanation part that has existed outside of my revolution for so many years is now come into the revolution where I continuously have to explain why you're here. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Absolutely. And like going into our first topic of Puerto Rico, first of all, my heart's really broken for Puerto Rico right now. Like I it's one of those things where I know that it's possible and I know we're living in times where mother nature is that angry and is lashing out on the world that way, but it is even watching the the videos and the photos, it hasn't even sunk into my body. Like I, I really wish I could be there. I really wish I could see it because I, I have the fervor and I have the energy, and I'm angry. I'm angry that we're not doing enough. I'm angry that there's so many blocks and road roadblocks to getting us give to give help. But like I almost feel like it's not real. I know it's real, but it is so hard to stomach that an island that is home to so many people, especially as New York, because New Yorkans are. New York, right? So, like, to me, New York is, like, Puerto Rico number two. You know what I mean? So to see so many people that are still here physically with me and know that they have family and they have so much that they're carrying day to day that's on that island is so difficult. And it's so easy to check out, too, if you want to. Like, if you wanted to, it's so easy to slip into a checkout. But I can't see a flag. I can't see a certain food item. I can't hear a salsa song without feeling fucking, like, terrible about it. And so it's just interesting to me though how many people apparently didn't know that Puerto Ricans were Americans. I don't that, that, that it was a commonwealth. And and you know and it's not like, you know, not people are like, "Oh yeah, you're Latina." I'm like, "It's not because I'm Latina. It's because like that's like the same way Hawaii is a state." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Puerto Rico is a commonwealth and it's part of what we're responsible for. There there are responsibility. And we don't want to take responsibility for our children. And it, it's so disappointing. I don't know. Juan, you have family I and do. folks. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's like, um, so I have, I, I do have family over there. My, um, both sides of my family are straight out of the island. My cousin completely lost her house, like her clothes, everything. Like she doesn't have anything. But. Luckily enough to say that she lives with, um, all my family lives on like the same mountain. So uh, people who had cement houses did not suffer as much damage as those who had wooden houses. So my cousin's house was wooden, gone. But her mother and her her brother's houses are cement. So she can stay with her mother. But you know, just one, one suit and your house and all of your belongings are gone, you know? And you can't, you know, rely on possibly going up the road to the supermarket to get food because that supermarket might not have food, but the major roads are blocked off because they're demolished. So you, like, it's really one of those things where, like, yeah, Puerto Rico was a great vacation spot for you guys all those years, um, but now what are you doing to... To, to help it and yeah. and what what is it's the government doing to help it you know like yeah it's it's it's, it's crazy responsibility is not being taken um but I am happy to see like in my neighborhood all the like sp- Spanish Dominican food spots and certain bodegas and places putting up signs and they're literally like all right you can bring stuff here because they're putting in that work of figuring out how to get resources out which is usually especially you know coming from the south bronx for a lot of people it's like yeah they'd love to help but they don't have the money to pay for the whole box to be shipped out or or something like that so it's nice to see that level of unity but it's so disappointing that 
the leadership at the top cannot follow that example. That people who literally have nothing are scraping pennies to give to other people who have lost everything. That's always been the case. Every revolution's yeah. been on the back of a black woman. And what does a black woman have? Nothing, not even her children. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, it's like the truth. I, yeah, it's crazy. It's been insane. Especially people just like still, like I literally, I was telling somebody, you know, I haven't heard from my family and it's driving me insane. Like I literally, and it's not like, you know, it's always one of those moments, anytime where anybody's in trouble or you're sick or anything, like you realize, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a long time. Oh, this is that. Oh, fuck, I gotta go to, I haven't been to Puerto Rico in mad long, right? You know, mm -hmm. and it's like the Puerto Rico that I know I will never see again in my life. Like in my lifetime, I'll never be able to see that. Mm -hmm. And it's like insane to me to recognize that like a place that holds such an important part of my life, an important part of my identity will never be witnessed with the same um, yeah, with the same amount of, with me, I'll never witness it again, and that's crazy, and, like, my family lost their house, and they're, like, they're just, like, don't send us anything, mm -hmm. we, we, we can't get it, so mm -hmm. don't do that, um, find other ways. <laughs> it's also, yeah. like, one of those things where then you have these stories coming out where it's, like, um, these theories where it says that, uh, we or or the, because the government controls the weather, they tore down Puerto Rico to be able to build it back up in America's like yeah. vision of what Puerto Rico should be, and that's like a scary theory to think about. That somebody mentioned to me the other day, where it's like you have people going around and trying to get, you know, trying to help families by telling them sell me your land and you can come here and live in, yeah. in New York or or Florida to get off the island and like I don't know if you guys have heard me I have I have heard like, of those theories yeah I have like people trying to get them to sell their land or like um even something as petty as like airlines saying hey um you can fly to New York to get off Puerto Rico but you also have to sign a contract saying that you're going to reimburse us for the ticket <laughs> like and stuff like that. What? <laughs> like, and some of those ticket prices are nasty. They're crazy. Like, I saw one that was like a G. And it's like, <laughs> when has it ever cost a G out of first class <laughs> to get from Puerto Rico to like New York or any other state? It's really disappointing, but you know, my heart and my prayers are out with everyone in Puerto Rico. Um, I have a lot of family friends out there myself, um, and I've checked in with them, and they know, you know, I'm sending lots of love and light to them and to everyone else on the island. Um, we're going to be all right, though. I, I really do think that at the end of the day, because we, we always are. It's funny, my father had like one of the most Puerto Rican reactions to the hurricane that I had seen in a minute, and it just kind of made me chuckle because. It is a big deal, but like my father was in Puerto Rico for Irma, and then came back, and then Maria happened. He didn't know that Maria was gonna be as strong as it was. But when he was talking about it to me and a couple of friends, he was like, yeah, like, but we're gonna be all right because we're used to this shit. <laughs> like, they still have that kind of mentality of like, it was just another hurricane. Mm -hmm. And as bad as it is, there's still that like positive, there are people oh, having bomba like, circles in the street. Yeah, like, and I'm I mean, like, I'm like of yes, course. Come through with that, like. <laughs> yeah, and like we can donate. You can donate to unidosporpuertorico.com. That's a good place because they're taking all the money. It's a nonprofit that they're using all of the money. It's several Puerto Rican organizations being funded by a bunch of other organizations, and all of the 100% of the money is going towards what's necessary now. Right. Because, like, a lot of other things are like, okay, Red Cross is going to 10,000 people. Also donate there. But you know what I mean? Like, right. But that's a good source for awesome. donating. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, and Beyonce did a song. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Loki, I'm not hating on her at all. Here comes the beehive. I'm not <laughs> hating on her at all. I wasn't crazy about it. I heard I'm, her. I'm not crazy about I the way she sounds singing it Spanish. But you should download the song either way because the, the proceeds are going well. to Puerto Rico. So... You know, download the song. I'm just saying, I was low-key like, this is cute. I, I was a little like, with she Spanish. She didn't bring anything. Yeah, I like the song so much as it is that I was like, I didn't need Beyonce on it. But I am there for Beyonce oh, being there for Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely there for that. Yeah. So, yeah, download that. <laughs> Mi gente. Mi gente. Cardi B. Y'all know I fuck with Cardi B. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I fuck with Cardi B the way I started, like, 
liking Cardi B was the same way I started liking Nicki Minaj because when I first got introduced to Nicki Minaj, I was a hater and I was like, I hate her, blah, 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 for like a week. And then all of a sudden, you know, after like a week, I started liking Nicki Minaj. And it was the same thing with Cardi B. Like, Cardi B was, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with her career, come up. She was a viral Instagram star who was a stripper in the Bronx, straight up Bronx girl. Got one of those contracts from Mona Mona Scott, Scott to be on Love & Hip Hop and started a rap career on TV in front of however many thousand people watched that show. <laughs> and then um, came out with this single, this one single that has climbed up the charts and made her the first female solo rap artist to reached number one on the Billboard charts without a collaboration. So, congratulations to you, Cardi. Absolutely. Got it, Cardi. And also... I always hate on Cardi because I feel like Cardi is the biological version of what I want Sessa to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just, like, came through and swooped in, but whatever. But here's my thing. A lot of people are hating. I was literally on the street, um, walking down the street with my manager the day that, like, she hit it. And we were talking about how awesome it was and how, you know, these young girls in the Bronx who ain't really about shit, but, like, they want to look cute and they want to, mm-hmm. like, you know, own their sexuality in a way. And that's what they're about. And I support that. And I think it's great for them to see. And also, there's a way that you can be yourself. And if you want to make a career out of something creative, like, you can do that. And here's an example. And this man just intrudes into the conversation. He goes, oh, I just have to jump into your conversation. The way people support Cardi B is the reason why people like Donald Trump are president. Um, (laughs) What sense does that make? And I said, and I said, brother, really? Um, And he was like, he was like, yeah, because think about it. She, she has no talent. There's nothing about her except for the fact that people just like her and people think it's cool to like her. So they like her because they think it's cool to like her. And that's it. Well, I can agree that that might have happened for Trump supporters. First of all, Cardi B is not a white rich man in America. You're not mm. about to put her on the same fucking level as. Leave as her me. money alone, Larry. Also, like she her, really is just hustling out here. Like, like leave her and her money alone. Like, like oh, because you know during Love and Hip Hop, people are like you know she's not the the greatest example of like how young girls should behave and blah blah blah. And I'm like, why are yeah, you telling me how a young girl should behave? Stop cheating on your people. Exactly. Bye. Like I was, gonna my say, I was like, I was like, a lot of things aren't the way they should behave or. And, and we don't call those people out to me. You're you just really, really talking to me about you're no. talking to me about Cardi B when we really have this president. Like you're bugging. Right. I need you to rewind your mm, priorities. You're just mad because she made a choose clap some. and made her way up. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like there's let a, her rock. There, there's an interesting link. So um, Cardi B is the first female solo hip hop rap artist to reach number one in 19 years since Lauren Hill's That Thing. And there's an interesting link because it's like. Um, in that thing, Lauren Hill was um, criticizing and coming for the exact type of woman that Cardi B is. Hmm. And it's so interesting that the person, the next person to break that record is someone who was being criticized in the song hmm. that broke the record. And the it's so, time. but it's important. You know why? Because if Cardi does want to keep up her career, let's say, and if Cardi wants to keep winning out here there's going to be ways in which she will have to learn and mature in a way as she moves up the ladder as a businesswoman like mm. specifically as a businesswoman and i'm so excited I for mean, that i don't know these people out here really making bad choices and keeping their money too no so. but i just mean i just mean like, like Nicki minaj looks wild out here all the time and no and like, i don't mean i don't mean image wise i don't mean like oh she has to like you know dress a certain way or speak a certain way i just mean that she will see just naturally, in any field that you're in, the higher you move, the the bigger your frame of reference of how the thing works begins to, because it begins to open up. So conversations that she wouldn't be included in, let's say before, now mm. she's included in, right? And so she's seeing her world is just only going to get bigger. So what I'm saying is, I'm excited to watch her grow. Should she choose to grow, should that be her trajectory? Because people say like, and I love my girl so much, but like people say this about Azealia all the time, right? Mm. People say like she got up into certain circles Right, and then just handled it, mishandled it, and has cheated herself out of an opportunity to be a stronger artist. Mm. I will keep my opinions about that for a different day. (laughs) But, you know, I think that that is important to know is that a lot of people are already not rooting for her without having given her the chance to really explore the space that she has now broken into. Let her explore that space and let's see what she does before you break her down and talk about she's like 
Trump. She's like a Trump man. Yeah. Get out my. I also think that there's like a level of like protectiveness that people who come from her hood are feeling. Right. Where like, like, she's this girl from around the way who has like really made it big. You know that there's a bunch of rich white old men just trying to get their hands on that and make their money from it. I really hope that someone's looking out for her, reading those contracts. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope she like gets the best lawyer in fucking the music industry and really kind of like handles it the right way, because right now it's one single. Yes, you broke a history record, but it's one single. Where is she gonna go from here? Right. See? Like, and even if it's, she's the one fucking one hit one to let it rock, I love this song. It's a great I mean, song. look at Lumi D. Yeah. Lumi <laughs> D is still in my in my Lumi shuffle. D. Oh my god, <laughs> she didn't make it number one, but she was number one for me for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Lumi D. <laughs> Shout out to Lumi. She's actually best friends with Local Ninja. Right, you did pretty that. gays with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. That's what's up? <laughs> I need to meet Lumi D. All right, now we are gonna go. Talk about my favorite topic. Okay. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> so this for the for the pussy. It started with the for the pussy challenge. Uh, where for the, the for the P for the D challenge. Like that's what they've been putting out on Instagram as well. Whatever it's called. I know that I'm loving it. Um and I wanted to have us, you know, go and talk about what what would we do for that D. And I would just, I want to preface this by saying, because I see a lot of people coming out with like empowering videos, like you don't have to do anything for the D. What you should be doing is reading books and blah, 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 blah. Bitch, I went to college, got my degree, got a good ass job. I'm out here doing this podcast and I still will do some shit for some dick because that's what the fuck I want to do. Fucking is important. It's fundamental to my everyday. I shower, I shit, I sleep, I sex. So let's hear what we have. So I got this beat. Ready, so we gonna do this dick challenge right now. Oh. Dick or pussy, whatever your preference is. And we about to do this challenge real quick. I'm gonna drink it. I got my phone. I'm not even gonna front all y'all motherfuckers over here who can't see what's going on. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real, and and I and I'm gonna drink it, and I am so okay with that. Yeah. But we're gonna lead with Skittles. Ces- excuse me, Cesar's about to come to the mic. Cesar's about to come to the mic. I'm gonna drop this beat, um, and we just gonna do this. All right, there we go. I learned to cook for that dick. I write a book for that dick. I'm serving looks for that dick. I'm feeling chill for that dick. Hey. I learned to shoot for that dick. B.I.G. give me the loot for that dick. Hey. Blow my horn soup soup for that dick. Hey. Girls trip grapefruit for that dick. Hey. No new friends for that dick. Hey. Throw these bomb bitches a bone for that dick. Hey, take a loan for that dick. Hey, hey, no Androids, iPhones for that dick. Hey, 12 million views for that dick. Girls screaming fed all life for that dick. Hey, only home runs, no strikes for that dick. Hey, hey, and I'm blind. Hey, hey, ah, uh, all right, here we go. Ah, uh, ah, uh. all right, y'all. I don't have a future in the rap game. Cardi's got me beat. Don't worry what I do for the dick. You do you and I'ma do me for my dick. Uh, uh, all you hate is make me sick. Not less classy cause when he stick it in, it just slips. Uh, do what I want for the dick. It's not about him, I like fucking on the dick. Uh, I lie for that dick. Just to turn around and lie for that dick. Uh, uh, call out of work for that dick. If I skip the gym, just twerk on that big. Uh, uh, back it up on the dick. Ride it like a bull, yee-haw for that dick, uh. I pays respect for the dick. Suck and swallow, get blessed for this dick, uh, uh. I wear pearls for this dick. Let him bust whatever, rock his world for the dick, uh, uh. I'll be a lady for the dick. Pray the Lord forgive me, burn again for the dick, uh, uh. I stay woke for the dick. Open nice and wide, never choke for the dick, uh, uh. I travel far for the dick. Jump a turnstile, act wild for the dick. Uh, smack a TSA for the dick. Cause you know I'd walk a thousand miles for that dick. Uh, uh, don't gotta be slick for the dick. If I want it, then I grab it, lock and load for the dick. Uh, disappoint my mama for the dick. Mira coña, mira muchacha coño. Uh, dodge a chancleta for that bitch. Uh, uh, dodge a chancleta for that dick. Uh, uh, but homie, recognize this. I ain't doing nothing if you plan on coming quick. Uh. <laughs> she said, uh. <laughs> A little fucked up freestyle. 
my God. All right. All right. Tell from the top. I'm a freestyle. You Amy's know. freestyling. So fuck me and Juan with our little phone. Shout out to DZ Jabril. Writer's credit. Juan got ghost writers. <laughs> they ain't ghosts. <laughs> Close my eyes, I'm surprised for the day. Ask my mother for forgiveness. Look back and cry in the face. I hiccup for the dick. Ask riddles for the dick. Say hello, close my eyes quick. Wait, child, what you gonna see for the dick? Ask my subway, jean, jean, jean. Gonna get on the green line and then to the Gonna ask some questions and then you gonna. Wait for me. <laughs> do only so much for the dick, but I really can't do the same if you come quick, I, I really, I really done lost my mind for the dick, I, I really gonna lie for the dick, change my politics for a quick minute for the dick, gonna look at my eyes and click, 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 I, I almost lost my mind, I swear, I'm gonna stop though, because this shit is quick. Shout out. I try things for you, the we day. We tried. We tried this freestyle tried. for this dick. We tried the freestyle I'll for the dick. freestyle for the dick. Bring back <laughs> the dick. MJ resurrect for the dick. dick. <laughs> Wait, though. He did, though, because MJ just had an album release. Amazing work. Oh, yeah, the Scream album. Absolutely. Yeah, this post-mortem yo. shit. This post-mortem shit for the dick. Yo, I don't even fucking know. Honestly, guys what's important to me about this dick challenge too is sort of bringing to light like women have needs too and I, I just feel like in in sexual dynamics sometimes men get favored um and men and what men want is more important than what the woman is feeling in in that moment um and i've had a lot of experience with sexual inequality where like whatever like i just did this for the dick thing and like i said a lot of shit that was meant to be funny but also like really like i'm here for it like we're about to have a sexual encounter like i'm sucking your dick like it's not you don't have to ask me you don't have to coerce me into that but me you not having to coerce me into that doesn't a make me a slut or make it less of a thing it's it's just it's actually more immersive it's more like oh we don't have to do that shy shit we're here you know what we're here for let's dig deep into our bodies and discover each other and see what we can do when we communicate but there's a lot of lack of communication that happens um so there was an article I had written read a while back that Ooh. talked about um, uh, the inequality between men and women and how um, more men receive oral sex than women do. Oh, of course. Um, and so meaning women, and this was a, just to be transparent, like this was a hetero geared article. So yeah. you know the number. Going into the gay community is different. Yeah. I always say oral sex in the gay community is more like a handshake. Right. Then, like, <laughs> you know. So, you know, yeah. so everybody yeah. everybody has a different experience. So this is a very heterocentric, you know, article. But to that same vein, even in those dynamics where someone is playing feminine or masculine, sometimes those same issues come to play. Where if yeah. I'm a bottom or something like that, I may get less attention or service during sex because I'm the bottom, a.k.a. the femme, a.k.a. a woman. So it always ties back somehow to that man versus woman mm -hmm. um, dynamic. So I just want to hear a little bit from you guys. Like, you know, I know for me in middle school, we were talking about this earlier, actually. Like, if you gave head in middle school, like, you were a slut. Like, you were destined to get pregnant before you finished high school. Like, it just meant the worst things in the world to be a girl who gave head. I don't know for you guys if that was necessarily the case or how that head giver girl was portrayed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was one of those things where, like, if you were um, giving head, you were... A slut, and it, it and what the funny thing is, it wasn't always like, it didn't mean that you weren't sexually active. Like, for some reason, the expectation was like, okay, yeah, it's okay if a girl was having sex. It was not okay if she was giving head. Mm. You know, like even that little like mm -hmm. difference was something that existed. Um, yeah, no. Um, in middle school, I was kind of also just do always dodging like the homophobic shit that would happen to me. But even guys would be like oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, do this because I know you like it as, like, a bully type thing. And, like, sh shaming me for supposedly being gay and supposedly liking to suck dick without actually having, you know, I guess, evidence. Yeah. That. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's crazy. I don't know how it became. So it's like crazy being an adult, like who's intimate, because like coming. I mean, I'm from Spanish Harlem, body a baby, like you know. And if you were sucking dick, you was a hoe. You were the other girl. You were like the one who would do that. Like yeah, it was always like one. you're the one. Like <laughs> oh my god, like you suck dick. dick and I was not. I never judged anybody because that's never been my thing. Like my life has been crazy. If anybody was judging me based on like what happens in my life, like damn, you know, please, I hope you don't. So I've never been that kind of person. But I also was the person who was like, I am never going to suck a dick. Sucking dick is crazy. Da, da, da. Like, I've never, I didn't care if anybody else did it, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. And it's just crazy that, like, I mean, sucking dick is great. And it's a very, it's a very different, people have different relationships to doing it. But I think it's just, like, a really, it's a deep conversation. And it's a conversation that should be reciprocated. And people shouldn't be out here begging for nothing. I love that there are things that we do do. That's our culture. Our culture is asking. And when we ain't hurt, when they don't hear us, doing something else and being extra. And that's exactly how I like to be. But also, like, the maturity that sex needs, kind of needs to take now in our generation. Because so many young people are being involved in these conversations before they know what they are. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to be celebrating these things, educating people about these things, and also just like, what is slut shaming even doing right now? Like, where? There's no, what is, what is a slut? Like, I couldn't even tell you what it is right now, because so many things, I don't know, it was weird, we were talking about it earlier, like, dismantling all the things that we're allowed to celebrate suddenly, like, I can talk out loud that I, I'm talking, to, I'm, I'm talking into a microphone. Right. <laughs> about sucking dick. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. because that used to be a private conversation, we hope nobody heard it, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. like, and now you have people who are like, you're never, people in all these, all over the world who are crying because you Hefner died and like would never talk about porn if you, re you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, just like where yeah. sex is going in our yeah. society. I don't know. It's funny. And I'm just sad. I'm like, I'm happy that it's going there. I just keep mourning the, the child that I was and like me and all my girls, we were like, everybody was so slut for so long. Like, no. or we were like really stopping ourselves from like exploring our bodies and being comfortable with our bodies for so long because we didn't want to be a slut. We knew what we didn't want to be, but we didn't know who we wanted to be. Right. And so it's like, sucking dick is not that serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really not. It's and, really not. And, and I it's would, nice. It's <laughs> nice. And I, and I always say this, I'm always like, ladies, if you know you don't, you're really not about it and you don't want to do it, obviously you don't have to just because there's a wave of people who are like yeah like suck dick you don't have to do it because you can tell like when i yeah. receive head from a guy who is not really about it i can tell you're you're licking my clit like a cat licking milk like i i, I feel that you know and it's not it's not quite as comfortable as nah baby girl we need the maybe yeah like, you know, i need i need dip, these, move on. Like, like i need you to really Eat it, like, cause you're hungry, right? Like, uh. otherwise don't. Like, <laughs> otherwise don't. I really pride myself in my head giving because I think another part of it uh, for me growing up was like I was always a nerd, I was always overweight, and am still overweight. Like body image issues, like all these things that came into play on top of just being a girl and having to not be marked as a slut, and then had all these other strikes against me. And so I said to myself, well, what is a thing that is so like taboo? What is a thing that men love but like not every woman has? And I was like, oh, not every girl sucks a good dick, right? So then for me, it was so important to be good at it. And it's interesting because I'm not happy that that's how my relationship with sucking dick came to fruition. That I no. felt like I needed it in order to be a weapon in the sexual world and mm. desired in the in the sexual world but now that i've sort of made it my own and like i get an enjoyment like there's something that happens to me when i suck dick that i am enjoying independent of sort of his reaction and what he's doing obviously if he's enjoying and having a great time that's helpful you but but like nice. yeah and it's nice <laughs> like it's nice like when you start and like it's it's like hard but but then like when you really start struggling a certain way and then he really gets hard because he's like whoa and mm. then it's like a fucking like hard like log <laughs> and i'm like like even if i tried to bend this dick a little it wouldn't because it's just so straight and hard i love that moment like you know what i mean it's very empowering <laughs> it is it very is empowering. empowering um and i feel like if you're not gonna come with to my pussy with that same energy like that same empowerment of, i like, can't be you know, giving you good like no. then, then don't like you know that and i get mad because i need to learn i'm in a learning process in my mm -hmm. life where if someone is not willing to give me the same head that i'm giving them i need to start saying no and I need to not give head, but it's so hard for me because I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> this brings me to mind. Um, are you guys all up to date on Insecure? Yes. Not really, but you didn't watch season two. Ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um. Well, that Issa, episode Issa, was a little strange. Issa Rae kind of tackles this um this topic in an episode this season where. 
they go to a sex party and they have this huge conversation amongst the, the four girlfriends about sucking dick. And you have, I think you have, um, Kelly's the big one, right? Who's the blonde haired one? Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals. So you have Amanda Seals who's like playing the character of the, I like sucking dick. The closer you get to the dick, the better the sex will be because he's going to want to favor you that way. Then you have Issa who's like, my teeth are too big. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what to do with it. So I don't really like it. It's too personal. Um, and then like Kelly and Molly are kind of like on the in between of yeah. like straddling the fence of like liking it and then like not liking it. And it brought out, it brought out, it, it brings out like this conversation that I've had with uh, my close friend along of, um, a lot of times where she sees it as much more of like, a personal thing like you're putting your mouth on like a penis like and so she sees it as so much more of a personal thing she she'll do it but like she's definitely on that wave of like if you're not eating this i'm not putting that in my mouth yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. like exactly I feel like off. almost like yeah that requires more attention i feel like than even sex really like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. my my face is with your genitalia. <laughs> it's an intimate time. Let's talk about yeah. it. But I also think and, it's and like, better not be musty. All right, musty oh balls. balls. <laughs> I like if, if your pubic hair smells like your armpit, you need to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting to me about that intimacy of the dick is that for me, I don't know. My mom was a baby was a babysitter for me growing. She still is a babysitter. So like. Uh, you know, babies having a lot of shit and like there's a lot of gross stuff with dealing with babies that you see. So I have, I'm so numb and null to gross shit when it comes, not, mm -hmm. not musty balls though. That is one fucking <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I can't get past. But like for me, the idea that my face is in front of a penis didn't shake me. Just like doctors with blood that it's sort of like there's gushing blood everywhere, but I'm not going to faint here. Like there is a certain like immunity I have to dick and dick things that I'm fine. Like, so to me, it doesn't feel super intimate. It's what's mm. interesting. Mm. Like to me, sucking dick and I get it and I agree with it, but genuine, like if I had to be honest with myself, when I'm in front of a dick, if even if it were a, f were a foreign dick, I don't have foreign dicks in my face often, but if I did, <laughs> you know, in moments where I've gone on, say on Tinder dates and we finally get to that point where maybe it's just date two or three and we're finally like, we're just fucking cause that's what we was on Tinder for in the first place. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, fact that it, the fact that it even lasts three dates, like, for gay if. guys, it's like grinder. Like, if I'm on grinder and I tell you like to come over or whatever, like, you know what's going on. Yeah. Um. Well, before, so kudos to lasting three dates. Right. <laughs> if if it lasts three days, let's, let, let's be clear. I'm trying to give myself a healthy window here. Um, um. I've never fucked on the first date yet, but I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't. Anyway, but my point is, you know, that moment for me, it's not like like. I could give it more weight, and I just don't. Like, it really, for me, is just a part of who I am and what I bring on the table. It's part of the sexual package. So, mm. like, it's part of the all-inclusive. Included <laughs> in this, if we're having sexual things. Because in a way, I almost expect it back. In a way, but I almost it happen? feel And it doesn't always happen, which mm -hmm. is where the inequality mm. comes in and where mm. Julissa is trying to train herself to be like, oh, you know, you did We just got to say what we want to say. Yeah. Like, I've been, I don't know how, but I've been really lucky to be with people who are like, so can we keep going? <laughs> I'm like, absolutely. And it was like weird because like consent always feels like such a weird thing or like something that you can't, you, or it feels like you can't continue, you can't have a conversation because everything's in the throes and like bodies are everywhere, limbs are everywhere. There's so much mm -hmm. to talk about and nothing to say. But like, <laughs> I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> like, let's get this going. Um, but also just like, the I think it's like about respect and like allowing yourself to continue to do whatever you feel, however you feel respected in the moment. Like, who I am changes daily. If I, mm -hmm. <laughs> this might be great for me today. It might be shits for me tomorrow. But Amen. sucking dick is great. If I don't want to suck your dick, I'm not. Um, mm -hmm. And and yeah. like and I think you brought up a major point of like being able to take that time in the moment and kind of like say no. If if, if it doesn't mean that the whole thing has to end. Like yeah. you know, I had a guy that you know I gave him how to suck his dick, but I was not about to suck on his toes. So I was just like. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> but it kept going. Man, like, you know? didn't expect the story to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were like, That's, oh, no. Wait, That's different. Say, I thought you were going to say, but I didn't want to fuck him, so I wasn't going to bend over. Like, you said I was oh. going to suck his toes. <laughs> <laughs> like, me either. No, I was going to suck his toes. I don't, like, not into feet, like, sorry. 
No, don't be. So, I'm not sorry. I don't put feet in that. That's I was, it. I was, and I have nothing against anybody who does, but like I just want. I and was that's fine. fucking this guy for a while who was really into sucking my toes when he like it made him hard. In your mouth? No, in his mouth. I didn't have it in my. No, but you're, you were like. Let me tell you something. There is something about that tongue on my toes when I'm about to come. That shit works. If y'all out there curious, I think you should try it. I just don't want toes in my mouth. All right, but. To me, it's like, you know, wash your feet, do it after a shower. Like, you got to be smart about how you're doing it because ain't nobody want no, no There's fucking... people out here with their dirty feet on their yeah. bed. I don't got time yeah. for that. <laughs> but if you are no in, a, home in a hygienic situation, I encourage, you know, letting someone suck on your toes. I've not sucked toes myself, but I feel like low-key, if it made his dick, like, super hard and enhanced my experience, I might give it a little lick. As long as you can. <laughs> I might. Might not necessarily. <laughs> no, if you don't go down on me, like, ain't nothing going down. <laughs> you can't. I'm not sleeping with you if you don't go down on me. Nothing's happening. Nothing. <laughs> what? Like, girl, like, it, it makes life a hell of a lot easier. I yeah. know what I want. Yeah. I, I know what I want in the room. Absolutely. I don't know what I could want. So that is about exploring. But yeah, like, I know what explore. I do want. And if I don't get what I want, I'm not going to explore either. <laughs> like, we got a lot of episodes to go. Y'all going to learn some shit about what I've explored. <laughs> oh, I've, I explored some, I've explored some shit. So thank you, Amy Leong, for being with us today. Uh, Skittles. Yes. Always <laughs> a pleasure. And guys, tune in for the next one. This was our first one. We were feeling it out. But come back. Listen, we're going to have some real shit for you guys. Any last minute shout outs, any up and coming events that we have going on, shit people should know. Where can we find you, Amy? Um, AmyLeon.com, Amy Leon Music on Instagram. Please follow my Instagram. You know, girls trying to get sponsorships out here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, and keep up to date with things. I'm moving in January. So if you want to see me live, roll through to the shows towards the end of the year. Ooh. Amen. Skittles, you guys, since I got anything going on, you don't got anything. Um, <laughs> I, just, I as always, always, always <laughs> check back to Skittles Music TV. There should be videos coming out every week. I say should because sometimes work gets crazy. Um, and then shows next year, not. That's year. right. So, yeah. Amazing. And I'm still here, still black, still Dominican as fuck. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>